Podcast. I am Dan Albano of the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com. I'm joined by Steve Carrera, the girls' and boys' water polo coach at Orange Lutheran, also a webmaster and a streaming a video master with uh, GoLivePolo.com. And, uh, Coach, it's uh, great to be joined uh, with you again, talking with you on the phone as we, uh, you know, uh, get this girls' water polo season is uh, heating up and, uh, you know, it's great to join. I think this is our second podcast, so it's great to uh, uh, talk. We haven't talked in a, in, a, in a little while, Coach. Yeah, thanks again for uh, having me on, and uh, appreciate the uh, Go Live Polo shout-out. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of streams, actually, this Sunday for the uh, USA Water Polo National League, that inaugural uh, professional league that they're doing at Segerstrom. So um, looking forward to that. That's great, Coach. I know you're... Uh there's some good Orange County players in that league uh, on that roster, some up-and-coming players uh, with, some, with some, uh, some older talent as well, so uh, that should be exciting. Um, but, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Holiday Cup. We're just coming off the Holiday Cup. Uh, Orange Lutheran uh, battled in one of the exciting games. There was a lot of exciting games over there uh, on Saturday at, at Newport Harbor. You guys got fifth place, uh, highest finish ever. Um Guys put it scary to Newport Harbor, lost ten to nine, uh, won in overtime against Coronado. Got to feel pretty good about what the uh, the Lamps were able to do, uh, Coach. Yeah, the tournament was, I think, the best I've seen overall. I mean, there were a lot of uh, one goal games, especially on that Saturday at Newport Harbor. I wasn't able to get to the, over to the CDM pool, but um, watching uh, Foothill CDM, that was a that was a great game. Uh, both teams had a chance to win it in regulation. They both had timeout plays, weren't able to um, pull it off. Um, but, you know, CDM, you know, just kind of switching gears, but CDM, you know, a couple of overtime losses. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I still don't really think that that's – I think that's better for them right now at this point of the season just because they're still, you know, um, trying to – tighten up that team chemistry um they've been obviously in every single game um but i I think cdm is going to be very dangerous uh coming into the playoffs um because you know they're going to be the number one seed out of that league i don't think anyone's going to be able to beat them in that league and uh they have such a tough schedule that they're they're going to be primed and ready to go i think what do you think about um, i was really impressed with the what i saw from laguna beach you know, they really put down, uh, really thumped down on, on Foothill in the final, 13-3. to You just don't really, I mean, that's a talented Foothill squad that uh, is very deep, tons of uh, experienced, high-profile players, rising players. For them to lose by 10 goals uh, in the championship game, I know they, you know, like you alluded to, they had a tough semifinal that went over time. They, you know, they, you know, they were maybe worn out a little bit after that, you know, that semifinal. But I was surprised at, uh, you know, how well and intense Laguna Beach came out. That both teams drew their, you know, took their fair share of exclusions. Laguna seemed no problems being physical with, uh, with you know, traditionally a physical foothill team. They usually play pretty physical. Laguna had no problems with that. Holly Parker looked really good in goal, blocked a penalty shot, but that was an impressive ten. No, I mean, and I think that's, uh, like you said, I think that has something to do with um, Foothill being in some tough games because 
it wasn't just the overtime game um, on Saturday in the semi, but it was also the 7-5 game uh, against Coronado the day before. Yeah. So they had um, several tough games heading into the final. And, you know, that's not taking anything away from Laguna Beach. I mean, they're, they're the best team, and uh, they clearly showed that this past weekend. I think with Foothill, they were close for uh, about three quarters. But once you start letting Mackenzie Fisher um, get hot, it's really difficult to, ma- to match up with her. And so that's that's what happened. I think they were able to contain the other the other players, but the Fisher sisters sort of got hot in the fourth quarter, and and that really turned everything around for them. And then Foothill just they kind of just got deflated at that point, and Laguna was on a run, and they weren't going to stop. So I I wouldn't you know we'll see what happens you know coming up in the next tournaments, and I know that they play. I believe they play tonight, so I, I don't know when this is going to be put up, but I know they play on uh, January 8th, and we'll see what happens then. How do you think Laguna Beach is, uh, is you know, it seems like they're really established themselves as, you know, water polo powerhouse. I mean, people, I don't know how many people even in Orange County, re, you know, recall it, but I believe, you know, Laguna Beach is the smallest public school in Orange County. If they're not the, num- if they're not the smallest, they're the second smallest, but they're a small school you know, a single school district, um, you know, high school. Why do you think they have uh, become so powerful? Um, obviously, they, you know, the Fishers are outstanding, but they have, you know, they have some other, uh, you know, besides Ari and McKenzie, they have a lot of other good players on that team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the key is having the the players, you know, the, the two Fisher sisters, and it, especially McKenzie right now, you know, that's the key, I think, and that's I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, I, I'm not taking away from the other players, you know, they have other really good players, but a lot of teams have good players. Um, I would say everybody in the top ten has two or three really solid players that will be difficult to continue, you know, to, to pick the all-county team. I mean, I don't envy you for that <laughs> at the end of the year. You're going to have a lot of players that are going to be eligible or considered for that. But when you have someone like McKenzie, you know, player of the year, she's just, you know, she just takes things to a whole different level. And so if you put McKenzie on Foothill, you know what what happens at Foothill if you put McKenzie on Orange Lutheran where's Orange Lutheran you know it's that's the piece that really changes everything and you have great players on Laguna but you have a go-to player when things are really down when things are when you really need something to happen you have a go-to player and um you know I think that really is the key and you know Laguna's done a pretty good job over the last 10 years of developing um, female water polo players. You know, that that area in particular has produced a lot of good uh, girl water polo players, and um, this is just the perfect storm. Uh, They got four or five of them now, and uh, um, I I think some may argue they have seven or eight of them that are, are really, really solid players. And that's what changes the game. I mean, 
it's it's the perfect storm, sort of like modern day boys a couple years back. They had a you know, they had the best players. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because they. I mean, I look at their roster and I think about you know that lefty Bella Baldridge is a sophomore. She's a super solid girl, um, great passer. You know, you, you know she kind of gets maybe a little bit overlooked. I mean, um, when you when you're every every pretty a lot of players do when you're playing with Mackenzie and maybe the way Ari is playing, but. Mia Salvini, who really can guard. Um, the Haley Evans is a very solid player. Um, out there, Taylor Juleson's a very dangerous shooter. Um, you know, Natalie Seelin uh, is another player that they count on. They got some other really solid players that you know they can put it. You know, put a really good uh, team together. Um, you know, speaking of outstanding players, you mentioned about Mackenzie. Who is she? The best high school player, uh, girl player, you know, female player you've seen. I mean. I started to think about the county players that we've seen come through here with, you know, filled with Olympians. Um, you know, you know, obviously, you know, Rachel from Paul's, you know, at Los Alamitos was outstanding. Now doing well at UCLA. You know, we've had, you know, Courtney Mackinson was at, you know, Canyon and Natalie Golda at Rosary. Um, you know, Jackie Frank was a heck of a goalie. Even at Laguna Beach, Annika Dries, um, starting center uh, or main center at with the U.S. National Team. Where do you where do you where do you put McKenzie in this next? Uh... Well, I I think only time will tell. I, I I hate to go out on a on that far of a you know on a limb and say that she's going to be up there. Obviously, she's in the right situation right now. Um, the USA national team is ob is putting a lot of effort into continuing to develop her as well as other uh, high school players. Um, Maddie Musselman, Aria. Um, but you know, if I was a, if I had my pick, of I, I mean, Mackenzie's, she's an amazing player, no doubt about it. But the person who has just blown me out of the water was um, Kapana from Newport Harbor. She is, I haven't seen a goalie like her in a in a really long time. She is a game changer. And um, she she's the best goalie I've seen uh, by far in, in high school girls water polo. She took over. She controls games. And um, you know Newport Harbor is able to stay close with uh, with Laguna because of Capana. And um, you know getting good field players is one thing. Getting a you know all CIF all county type goalie. Is a, is a totally different situation, and so being a defensive-minded kind of coach, um, she seems to me the most valuable player right now for 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 her team. So I know that's going to probably cause a stir or maybe a little controversy, but um, you know you've seen her play; she's she's amazing. She's she's dominant. Very, just very explosive. I asked Coach Barnett. What he, you know, what Capana Carly does so well technically. He just says she has she has great legs. She's really getting out of the water, and it seems like because um, she's not a tall the tallest girl. Uh, she's probably around five nine or five ten, um, but she's really gets out of the water. Um, her instincts, her passing is very good. Um, it seems like it takes almost a bar in shot sometimes to get tie her. Or you have to get you have to uh, score on them and advantage to to get a goal. I mean, it's natural goals 
high percentage shots are what it's going to take to get a goal against uh, Newport Harbor. Not many people are challenging her outside, and I think she's she's definitely affecting uh, the way some offenses. Uh, Coach Dana at Los Al last night uh, thought that uh, his girls were a little tentative uh, attacking Carly at times, uh, and Newport Harbor got a key uh, you know key, key uh, lead victory last night against uh, against Los Alamitos. Yeah, I mean, it's just from experience. I mean, sh- there were at least four or five shots that we took, that Orange Lutheran took when we played them in the quarters of the Holiday Cup that I thought were going in. I, I mean, I just, I, in my own mind, I said, that's that's going in. And she was able to, to take it. You know, she's got great legs but and great instincts, like you said, but the other thing about her is that she's really competitive, and you could see it. Yeah. You can see it in her. Every single time someone's faking, looking to shoot, she wants to get the block. I mean, she yeah. she, she takes it as a personal challenge, and, and that's that's really nice to see that out in the water. Yeah. That's one thing I, I definitely like about I can see with Mackenzie. I can see it with Aria, uh, Carly. Um, the thing I, I, I do respect about all those players is that they are very competitive, um, and I, I like their mental approaches to the game. I can tell that they they play um, they play free and easy and intense. I, I don't see them um, paying any attention to our conversation about this and that about rankings. I no. think they are very very uh, free mental players. That they uh, have a great outlook and just want to compete and. Uh, very hungry. I mean, Mackenzie is looking to uh, take over when, when she needs to. She is, and uh, I like their. I like the. the men, it seems like that these are all kids that are great mental places with uh, uh, the competition out there. Yeah, and I agree. All those top players are. You know, they're not reading the articles as much, and they're not. They're not listening to the hype. You know, they're. They're just focused on their team, and you know, um, I think that that's what's going to help them be successful at the next level because they're not always going to have great games and um, you know they're just they're just working to be the best players that they could be for their team and their team players I, I think that's great you know they're not focused on uh, the other stuff so yeah. and um, I wonder too if it's uh, if it's helpful to some of these kids like if you think about what McKenzie and a uh, and a Carly go through when they go to the national team they have they play up this national team, and I'm sure they're humble to a certain degree. Where they uh, they have to go against these top players, uh, top countries, you know, internationally. Um, these kids go up and play higher levels, and I'm sure they have some struggles. And uh, it probably keeps them a little level that you know while they're doing well in high school, they know that there's there's other great players out there, and they're going to have to match up with Maggie Steffens or somebody like that in practice, and it's going to be maybe a different uh, things will be a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, but you know that's all part of the development process, and that's all part of getting called up early. Is to get through that um, as as early in their career as possible, so that they can start contributing right away. Hey, coach, did I uh, with the uh, switching gears here on a couple other uh, items? Uh, Orange County top ten this week. We have uh, Orange Lutheran five. Let me go uh, Low South six. San Clemente seven. Modern day. Eight, Santa Margarita nine, and uh, El Toro ten. Do you have any? Uh, that's my top ten. Is, do I? Did I? In, my, in your opinion, did some of these orders are they? Are they? Uh, could they be switched in your your opinion? 
well, I mean, I, I'm sure that um, some people down south over Santa Margarita area um, disagree. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not one to. I'm not going to agree or disagree. I mean, I think it's a tough enough job just to try to see all the games and see all the teams and and you know see all the common opponents and and really sort of read into um, uh, where to place everybody. Um, you know, I I do think that the top four are 100% legit. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue the top four. Um, Five and six between Olu and Los Al. I mean, I'm sure Los Alamitos can have an argument for why they should be fifth. Um, and we have an argument of why we should be fifth. So um, that's all fine. And I think seven, eight, and nine is where things get a little bit you know, controversial. I think Santa Margarita definitely has an argument of being uh, number seven. Um mainly because of the showing that they had at the Holiday Cup. Um, you know, they, they ended up getting seventh at the Holiday Cup. And, of course, not really fair that uh, San Clemente and Modern Day weren't in the tournament, so it's kind of tough. But it's sort of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of uh, sport, like most sports. And so, you know, I think... I think at the very least, they you could make an argument that they just should all be tied, and <laughs> and that maybe would alleviate it. But um, you know, I I think that right now, Santa Margarita probably has the leg up on on both of those teams. Thank many modern day. Yeah. Um, okay. But you know, we're gonna see right now. I mean, obviously, it really doesn't matter now that we're in January. Um, Modern Day has to play Santa Margarita, and we have to, and Olu has to play Santa Margarita, and Modern Day, and and we're that's what we're focused on right now, and I know that's what their focus is, just league with the with no at large. It's very difficult. We we have a very yeah. tough task ahead of us, so that's what we're focusing on right now, and I think that heading into the tournament of champions, where both Modern Day, San Clemente, um, and then also uh, Santa Margarita. Um, Olu, you know, that's really going to probably be the best determination of who the top 10 is from 5 all the way down to 10. Well, I definitely had some I get some extra time working on uh, these rankings, and they are tough. They're, they're just among the toughest things I have to do at Miyawa County, and, and the rankings are tough when you don't have a ton of um, you know, a, a ton of uh, head-to-head quite yet, but I think the tournament champions uh, might provide some of that help. Obviously, you guys are going to play Los Al. You're going to play Modern Day and Santa Margarita, and and, and uh, it'd be great to see Santa Margarita and uh, San Clemente play. So, um, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, what's your, any of your first thoughts on this? Uh, we, uh, we can wrap up by talking about uh, tournament champions. That bracket came out. That's going to be January 15th and 17th at Santa Barbara and Dos Pueblos, and it's definitely one of the best tournaments of the season. They even have some play-in games now. Uh, it's loaded. Mark Walsh does a great job. He really, you know, this is his baby. and he, he, he does a great job running this tournament and seeding it. And it's right across, you know, top four across our Orange County teams, Laguna Beach, the defending champion, Foothill, Newport, Corona Del Mar. Uh, Olu comes in as that fifth seed with that always tricky 4-5 uh, perhaps matchup. But you guys will potentially have to play a good team like Santa Barbara maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, when I looked at the schedule when it came out, you know, first thing you do is, you know, who has the easiest road and, and then who has the hardest road. And, I mean, everybody has tough games in the beginning. There's not one game that's going to be just a walkthrough. Um, and so the uh, the D bracket with CDM, Olu, Santa Barbara, Vista Marietta, Royal, and Los Osos, that's – that's going to be a very difficult bracket. But the Newport Harbor, San Clemente, Modern Day, Agora, Cathedral one is stacked as well. So, um, you know, we're going to try to take it one game at a time, just like all the other teams. And I think it just gives us, speaking of Orange Lutheran in particular, gives us an opportunity to see some more teams in the Division One, in Division One. If we get to play Santa Barbara, that'd be a great game for us. Um, as well as if we potentially match up with Corona Del Mar. Um, I think that would be a, a really good th – th those games would be really good tests for us and where we are. So um, this seems to be right now uh, the, the toughest tournament, um, and it's kind of hard to rank Holiday Cup with the Tournament of Champions, but uh, the depth of this tournament is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I kind of think this is the toughest one um – I think those, because uh, I think the, t the first round matches are a little bit tougher um, in the Santa Barbara Tournament of Champions, uh, and I, you know the Irvine SoCal is, is an excellent one at, at the end of the season as well. Um, those five game tournaments, you might have uh, a week game if you're a top team, could have a week game or two to kind of uh, before you get into something pretty uh, pretty tough. But I think this one is uh, intense right from the first game, and uh, I'm certainly hoping to be up there. To Yeah, definitely. Things will start panning out because I've had some league games going, and um, you know we'll have Rosary playing uh, playing Rosary on Tuesday, the week of. So I mean, it's really going to put things into perspective uh, for our league and as well as some of the other leagues out there. You know, big games. It's uh, you know, and like you said, with no, without those at large bursts, which is kind of a travesty for uh, for water polo, and, and I've uh, I'm, I'm sharing that opinion. Uh, Everybody that I, you know, as far as I, coaches on the coaches committee for CIF and um, officials, I, I think it's, uh, it's something that hopefully the water polo will and the CIF can, uh, can work on and can get that fixed. Because I think if other sports have that larges, you know, I think water polo uh, should have it too. And I just saw a good team, good game last night with Edison and Huntington. And uh, Edison won 7 6. Uh, they got a goal at, with one minute left by lefty uh, Delaney for Cleveland. Barely held on against Huntington Beach, and that could, you know Huntington's a up and coming uh, team. They're they're pretty good, but you know they uh, and they beat a lot of teams in a lot of different leagues. But you know uh, that that could have been their season as far as their postseason if they uh, you know if they if they can't upset like a Los or Newport, they they'd be fourth maybe in that league. Uh, Marina's pretty good too. They're going to have to beat Marina, but you know it's tough. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be. I think a lot of people are. You know, picking LaSalle, Newport to be one-two, and now Newport with obviously the edge. So, it is unfortunate because I know HB has some really good players, and um, it's just a bummer not to see them on a big stage. Well, coach, it's great talking some water polo again with you. I think we spanned some, some interesting topics, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your time, and uh, thanks for talking about this great sport. And uh, good luck uh, broadcasting those games, uh, streaming those those games. Uh, go live. Oh,
Yeah, I appreciate it very much, and thanks again for uh, having me on.